Revelations chapter 1. Amen. Revelation chapter 1. Verse. Maybe let's start from verse 1 so that we'll be able to get the context. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Hmm. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto John, unto his servant John. See, when you read scriptures like this, you will one of the things you will understand from some of the writings of the scripture is that uh, even the people that wrote it didn't know the scope. Is it not true? Because some of them said shortly. Thank God for the fact that scripture after everything balances itself. Um, for example, people like Peter will now come to other places and begin to tell us that don't think God counts slackness the way men count it. Are you seeing it now? So, in that place, Peter is now trying to say, even though um, we say the time is short, but don't, don't look at the word short from human perspective. Hmm? And now he made a statement. He said, knowing that a day is equal to how many? Are you now seeing it? A day. So if a day is equal to 1,000 years, then we have to be very humble in evaluating what is short. Are you getting the point now? So if God tells you, there, there are some people, <laughs> there is a young man I'm counseling now, and I was speaking to him. He said he has finished praying and everything and God said it's now. I think we need to interpret what God means by now. Because by the time we are through by understanding what God meant by now. Have you not had some of those dreams and encounters? And then you woke up and ran out. You left like a tornado. Only for you to be in the middle and find out that you did not actually understand what God was saying. When you go back and ask God, God will ask you, Am I the one that told you? See, because you misinterpreted what God is saying. So they left a caveat, they left a disclaimer. People like Peter. So look at that scripture. He said, Shortly. Meanwhile, since that their time, more than 2,000 years now, we are still doing shortly. <laughs> so after me, shortly. 
So if God tell you, I'm coming now now to answer you, I'm coming now now. You need to make him to define what is now now. Are you with me? Let God define now now for you because he is eternity himself. That is why when God tells you to do something, obedience, the greatest thing you can do is obey. Do you know why? As you are wasting time, God is not bothered. Are you getting the point? So you can waste time. You can waste life. I know you are a young man. You are, you are in your early 20s. So you have like 25 years to waste. Then you now tell God, I am ready! And then he will now tell you do 50 days marathon fast. And then your children have surrounded your table. And they are crying up and down. They will be telling you scoofies, all kinds of stuff. You will be sweating. And from the little I've observed about you, once there is pressure here, pressure here, pressure here, the team doesn't allow you to coordinate. You will just remove and just focus on one. Your own is just to focus on one at the same time. Guess what? There is no excuse. Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus? <laughs> Maybe one day we will look into all this. What's the difference between record, testimony, and witness? Have you ever bothered to find out? Are they the same? He said, Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all, the, uh, and of all things that he saw? That's not where I'm going. Blessed is he that read it. And they that hear the words of this prophecy and those which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne you see there is something I have taught you people before when a man comes to the point when he begins to speak for God the authority of his words is dependent on where he is speaking from are you with me now? So, when you speak for God, you can speak and act for God in the three dimensions of the temple. Have you seen the shape of the temple? We have the outer court. We have the holy place. And then we have what? The holy of holies. That's not where I'm going. You notice that as soon as John finished this introduction, he now began to speak as if it was Jesus that was speaking. Is it not true? What did you notice? It, it means that John's ministry had been moved from outer court. Moved to the holy place and then moved into the holiest of all. And anytime a man begins to speak from the holiest of all, his language is in first person. So, if an angel speaks from there, he will stop saying, the angel of the Lord said, no. He will say, thus saith the Lord. Because when a man speaks from the Holy of Holies, it is God Himself that is speaking. That is the only voice that is as accepted to speak from there. That is why um, when 
you have heard it. When Zechariah appeared and, and Gabriel appeared, Gabriel told him, see, it's not about... Now, let me do introduction for you in case you don't know who he's speaking. He said, I am Gabriel that what? Standeth in the presence of God. That is the basis of his authority. Okay, look at Peter. Let me give you another example. Peter, Peter came to a point where Ananias and Sapphira came and he asked them, he said, he asked the man, he said, How much did you say this? He said, Whatever he said. Now, Peter turned and said, Why are you lying to the Holy Ghost? You see, do you know the challenge there? The challenge is that Ananias and Sapphira are used to eating from the same plate with Peter. You know they live communal life in that place so they are used to him but they didn't know that on that day that peter came and was speaking he was not speaking from outer court he was not speaking from he entered into the holy so when he asked them that question he was not the one asking it was the holy spirit so had it been it was peter they lied to he's okay had it been whatever but when a man is ministering from the holiest of all and you need to be intelligent in the spirit to understand the ministry that is coming from the holiest of all when you understand ministries that is coming from the holiest of all you can design where a man is bringing ministry to you from are you getting the point now that is the basis of his authority and what is expected from you in response to his ministry there are structures there are offices eh? there are um 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 cherubims there are infrastructures that is in the holiest of all so when a man appears and then he begins to speak and then you notice one or two or three things that is attendant to the holiest of all eh? manifest in his ministry one of the things that should occur to you is that this man is doing ministry from the holiest of all are you with me it seems as if this thing is too big for you so let me leave it meanwhile you can be in outer court an average minister is doing ministry from the outer court outer court is where miracles and all kinds of things is happening but when a man enters the holiest of all you will mirror God in such a way that there will be no shades Moses lived there a lot so when Moses from that place he speaks god speaks eh? as a matter of fact when you minister from that place and make mistake god will judge as a minister god will judge it terrible because as of that time you are fully representing him and your actions are misjudging him let me leave this lecture maybe in the future we look into it so that even you will understand when you start doing ministry that that is powerful you will know when your ministry is outer court you will know when your ministry is holy place you will know when your ministry is holiest of all are you getting the point you can easily know you can easily know and once you find yourself there you will know what to do you will know what to do and what not to do.
we are in verse 5 right and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us are you seeing the credentials are you with me please uh, the reason why I'm moving this way is that very soon we will shift gear and once we shift gear if you have not been able to pick us before now like you you are off so since you are off you won't get where we are going so it's better you pray in the spirit <laughs> it's better you pray in this if you can't get us now I'm trying to lay a foundation I'm trying to show you the um, ultimate dimension of the work that Jesus did when we say that the work that Jesus did is perfect you will not understand it because an average believer begins to um, look at that matter from just the, the personal basis like when they preach in your church the way they preach is be born again is it not true so that you avoid hellfire is it not true that is selfish that is myopic meanwhile it is part of it oh, are you getting the point but if he just stops there then, then the work is not robust until we are able to tie the price that Jesus paid back to the eternal purposes of God we will not be able to get the scope of what he did are you getting the point every of God's plan is hinging on that adventure that Jesus went on such that if he didn't succeed then there is no movement there is no progress in God's agenda except Jesus eh, succeeded in that thing that he did as I taught you people okay it's not here that I, I taught it but I've taught it I have shown you people even from when we were there the scope of eternity and time that let's say this is a time the beginning and end that God steps out of it and stands in eternity so when God tells you that I am Alpha and Omega you need to understand what he's saying he's looking at are you seeing this is beginning this is end and then I'm out of it so when I say I'm Alpha Omega I'm speaking from this standpoint that as I'm looking at the junction of time the that that was crafted out of eternity called time I'm looking at it, it's from here to here so I can tell you the beginning from the end is it not true? so when I look, this is the beginning where man fell I'm already seeing the end and I, I will now tell you um, the lamb eh, whose blood was shed from the foundation of the world you will understand that I'm looking from eternal perspective. So as I'm looking at it, I'm already seeing the work done. I taught you people this thing. That was why men can express faith eh, in God and then it will be counted for them as righteousness even before Jesus came and died literally. Is it not true? That was what the scripture was telling us about Abraham. He said that there is a man that is called righteous Abraham. The man that expressed his faith on God. And even though Jesus was not yet here. Then the, the, the riches of the things that is about to come was administered to him. Are you getting the point now? Follow me. 
it was Kenny Hagin that told us, is it Kenny Hagin or E. W. Kenyon? He said that those men function with what we call promissory notes. You know what is promissory note? It's like overdraft. Your father used to collect overdraft now. Like it's like overdraft. The bank have already known what you can deliver on on a monthly basis. Are you getting the point? So they, when you come to withdraw money, they will give you more than is there. Knowing that at the end of the month, are you getting the point? When salary comes, because you are working in oil company and salary must come. You see, they have gauge. Are you getting the point? Who the only person that can think like that is the person that have seen that salary must come. And when I was doing um, 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 industrial training, there is a place they used we used to eat at Dangote Pasta. If you some the the company awards you two hundred naira worth of food depending on your level. Huh? Sometimes you come hunger we hold you and you want to eat more than you can eat oh. But as you are eating, those, these people, they will be writing it down for you. So when the time of salary comes, they won't come and meet you. They don't have any business with you. Because some people, if they come to meet them, they will tell them there is no money. No. They will simply, before they will ever give you money, they will, the company will check everybody you are owing. Re, redu, redu, reduce their money. Remove all the money. And then give you the remaining one that means are you getting the point i know you don't like this arrangement so god was giving men overdraft before jesus came because from the perspective of eternity the price has already been paid it's only a man that can see from eternity that can understand those words are you getting the point so most times when God speaks from the mouth of his prophets, he speaks from his own perspective. So for men to fully understand what God is saying, you have to be taken out of this mortal, mundane, and time-based realm and brought into the eternal realm so that you will see as God is seen. Once you see as God is seen, then you will be able to declare, then you will be able to live. Are you getting the point now? So the context here is unto him that loved us. Is it in your Bible? And what? Unto him that loved us. And what? I want to hear you. And what? See, the next verse is dependent on this thing. That's why I'm telling you to read it. Unto him that loved us. And what? So, the next verse is hinged upon the qualifications that has been given to this man. Are you getting the point? He said, unto him that loved us. Are you getting the point? And the proof of his love was evident in that he shed his blood to wash you. Are you getting the point? And that work that is now done is the basis upon which the next verse can happen. Are you seeing the next verse? Every man that has participated 
in the expression of the love of that one that died eh? and washed you from your sins if that is the if you have passed that road then the next verse is for you are you getting the point now now the question you ask yourself now is why did Jesus come to die he died to give you a car to give you a house we need to think like God though. when you begin to think like God you will now see how powerless Satan is part of the um, tools of Satan part of his most, most powerful tool is to get you to think unlike God yes so that's how he, he tempted Eve he told Eve did God say so he's trying to get Eve to think in a different manner and once you begin to think your thought processes are fractured then you will begin to speak in a different manner he now went to Eve and said surely you will not die <laughs> once a man is cut off from that economy he will begin to speak and think the things that is not given to him and very soon Satan will have a foothold in your life it will start small but very soon it will become big it just started by you thinking what you should not think and then very soon you start acting on it start acting on it and then Satan will help you hmm? Satan will never enter a life and begin to walk when that man did not give him a foothold and you must have heard that the mind is the battlefield is it not true what happens in the mind thoughts I've said it before. Let me say it again. Sometimes you will... There are some thoughts that will come into your head. You will now remember the damsel that you left many years ago. And then some kind of thoughts like that. In your own mind, you will, you will think you are the one thinking the thoughts. You don't understand the business of spirits. It is spirits that are suggesting those thoughts to you. Are you getting the point now? And when you harbor them, when you nurture them, before you know it, it will begin to bear children. So people that are wise, when are you getting the point? That is why you need to renew your mind so that when you get thoughts that is inconsistent with the scripture, don't go, don't go and say um, maybe it will go. No. Have I told you people that you don't fight thought with thoughts? You fight thought with words. So you begin to think impure thoughts, impure thoughts, impure thoughts. You know the, you just finished praying. You you are yes. A young man will be in a two days fasting, and then impure thoughts, impure thoughts, wicked thoughts, wicked. As you are fasting, you are thinking of how to commit fraud, how to hit it big. Say the truth. Has it not happened to you? Are you getting the point now? Meanwhile, we are fasting. And there is a way Satan will do it to seem as if it's you that is doing the thinking. No, it's Satan. So, once it's inconsistent with a mind that is renewed, hmm? what you do that time is not to say, I don't want to think. Not, no. Say, I rebuke you thought in the name of Jesus. Guess what? I have had the result 100% from this. That's your problem, Morgan. Everything that is worrying you came as a thought first. 
and you began to brood on it began to brood on it it overpowered you and you now say the demon is, is not like that it came as a thought and you began to harbor it began to fan the flames the embers Satan will come and make suggestions to you and begin to tell you you are, you are going to die this small pain you are feeling here is it, that sickness that came when you were 12 years old that's what is now coming back and has it not happened to you this is how many sicknesses came back I prayed for some people they went back and said Saditin has come back oh, you don't that. before it came back Satan will suggest to you if it, it started like a small pain so you just feel some flash like this like you tell you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. say after me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the pain is back so you see it's, 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 it, if you have been renewed a little you say it's not true it's not true it's not true. you say it in your mind it's not true the thing will now do sharp you now say kai Jesus help me there is nothing like Jesus help you in that moment that is when to speak and command Satan to take his hands off you tell him I I know you these are your tricks guess what Satan is the same old devil the same old tricks there is nothing new he wants to do so he does it once you accept it by accepting doesn't necessarily mean you said I accept one of the ways to accept is not to do anything about it then Satan will assume you have accepted it has it not happened to you many times so when you now start you now start fasting and praying for what you could have stopped immediately at the door it was still at the door you stop it send it packing and once you send Satan packing three times because if you do you send it packing the pain will reduce then it will come again. If I'm the one, I'll send you. You come the third, I send you. When he notices, some sometimes if it's me, I will laugh. <laughs> you, it's me and you now. We are here. What you don't know is that those spirits are there. They are hanging around. As you are mocking them, one of the worst things you can do to Satan is to mock him. He doesn't want you to mock him. Okay, are you there? So, he now said, as a result of the fact that Jesus loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, it um, gave him the status to bring us into a new regime. Are you with me now? That means the father that sent him, sent him with a mandate. The father that sent him had a desire, had a purpose in his heart. Are you getting the point? So when he was sent, he was sent with a mandate. That there is something I need from this man that is upon the face of the earth. But for me to get that thing, you need to die. So when Jesus died, as soon as he died, he went straight to the point. The point, the reason why he died. Why did he die? He said, because of that washing. He said, he now made... Are you with me? Let's read it together. The verse. One, two, ready, go.
this is amazing are you getting the point so God is looking for kings and priests but the fall of man cut us off are you getting the point now so Jesus did not just die just for your sin it so happens that without that is death and your washing and regeneration it is not possible to bring you back to the original template that is the platform through which a man can achieve God's agenda are you getting the point now God cannot achieve his agenda through the life of a man that is unregenerated, that is not born again. So, by the death of Jesus, he now brought us back now. So, the scripture said, when he now washed us with his blood, he quickly, when he now see we are qualified, he quickly made us unto the Father. What? Kings and priests. That means there must be something about kings and priests that is tied to God's purposes that will never come to pass until a set of people stepping into that ordination stepping into that realm stepping into those offices stepping into those kind of nature are you getting the point? there is the kind of nature of man, of entity that God needs so that he will be able to accomplish his plans and purposes and when man fell God was looking for those kind of men. Sometimes we find one in a generation. But what he needs is not just a spasm. You will not fully understand this thing. Let's do another scripture so that you will understand. Are you getting the point now? God's, the express, as soon as the scripture spoke about that priesthood, priests and kings, the next thing is dominion. So, dominion even in God's context is still far away until God can get a certain kind of people. It is through them that he will begin to exert his dominion. Anywhere those men appear, then the purposes of God can flow through their life. The dictates of God can be accomplished. His authority can be enforced. His government can be felt. When those men appear, because they have become conduits, men that draw down the resources of heaven, men that have what it takes. Their nature, their being is crafted. The morphology of their eternal man is such that he can host the dimensions of God. So God can express himself. The powers of immortality can find expression through their life. Because the eternal one is living in them. God desired to live in man and begin to do his business through man. But when man felt that desire was truncated. But when Jesus washed us with his blood, then God can step back into you. And then the project that was truncated by the fall can continue again because Jesus came in the scene. So you need to understand the price that Jesus paid. It is the price to restore man. And as a matter of fact, what God is doing now is, is restorative mandate what man lost let's let's do another scripture Book of um, 
first Peter so that we'll be able to tie this down. First Peter chapter two. In the old covenant, what we will notice is that in certain seasons God will be able to raise men. For example, people like Noah appeared. And the scripture said, And Noah found grace in God's sight. People like Abraham. People like Isaac. People like David. Mighty men, they arose. They became one in a generation. But that is never the desire of God. I will show you God's desire. When you... I hope you people are following. When you follow me well, you will understand why... The average ministry we are still doing now is still is still ironic priesthood. Huh? That even are you getting the point? Ironic priesthood is where one man is raised for the rest of the people. But in Mekizedek order, everybody that is found in that enclave is a priest on his own. Are you getting the point now? So when you appear in your office, your office is now your altar. So, for the pastor, he can be using here. But you, your office is your altar. So, and you can stand there and begin to legislate for the kingdom. Are you getting the point? So, the, the, when God have a million men like that, when God have two million men like that, are you getting the point? When God has five million men like that, then you will understand that he has a nation of priests, uncountable in number. And as long as those men are living, his purposes will continue to prosper. The challenge is that God wants to get something done. And the people that are accurate, is not, they are few. So the burden of God's work is now much on them. Are you getting the point now? That they, so God is looking, still looking for men. Priest unto him. Meanwhile, that is your calling. As a matter of fact, that is how you are molded. But you need to understand that until you enter into what is ordained for you and begin to live it, the powers thereof cannot be expressed. Are you getting the point? The point, this is what I'm saying. Um, the scripture can come and say, you are holy. That Jesus has been made unto you wisdom. Is it not true? But you still made a wrong business decision. Have you not made a wrong business decision since you were born again? Are you not getting the point? The question now is who is lying? Who is lying? Eh? Is either the Bible is lying or you are lying? So, there, there is a distance between what is in the scripture written and its manifestation. What is the name of that distance? Huh? Somebody answered here. Oh. Huh? Priesthood. Sometimes if you have light, you need to engage it. Is it not true? In fact, for you to know self is light on its own, you still need to engage that light. The distance between what is written in the scripture that you have seen is yours. And his manifestation is priesthood. 
So the distance between the purpose of God that is trapped. I'm not supposed to say this now, but let me just say it. The distance between what God wants to do eh, and the thing being done, especially in this our realm, is simply priesthood. Is distance. The distance between God's actualization of His mandate in your life, in our territory, in our nation, in the world, the distance between what is in His heart and His actualization is what? If it's priesthood, then we need to know this priesthood. We need to learn it. That is why as soon as Jesus, you were born again, you were blood washed. The next thing is that they inducted you into the order of priests. You can't do anything. You can't do anything. If it was true that we are not inducted into that order, then there is nothing we can, we can do for God. It is because God wants to incorporate us in His purposes. That was why He inducted us as priests. It is by that induction that we receive the empowerment to begin to propagate his agenda. Are you getting the point now? When you are made a priest unto him, you are given the power to begin to live and establish his purpose. Dominion. Let's start from verse 1. First Peter chapter 2. If you are there, say Amen. We are still laying foundational. We are still laying foundational. We are for laying aside all malice and guile and all guile and all hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings. This Peter is a practical man. Did you notice? The kind of sin and the kind of things he is bringing out is not the kind that Paul used to bring out. You know this kind of sin he is mentioning? Is the one that can be going side by side with fire. This one can be going side by side with anointing. It can be going side by side with good things. See, say hypocrisy. Say guy. He say malice. Say after me, malice now. Two guys can be doing malice and still be and still be. Both of them are doing malice, so, but they are still praying for four hours, five, five hours. And, and they are doing malice. That's why this one is practical. And the next verse told us the kind of people they are. They said, once you find yourself in that regime, you say you are newborn babes. <laughs> newborn babes, that's how they live. Out of many manifestations of the flesh me personally there is one that I, I I hate the most is me so you don't need to your own is different the one I hate the most is guy I want to know that the way you appear is the way you are are you getting the point but an average person is filled with guy love. Do you know why I'm actually here? One of my greatest strengths is that I fight by all means to make sure there is no guile in my heart. Such that anytime you see me, there, there is no there is no tempting, there is no shade, there is no addition to um, me and the way I live and what I want to achieve. An average person will add guy inside the matter. 
you don't know what is guy. That's the one of the most deadliest. Stop doing your face like this. You have it. Sorry for saying it, but an average religious person has guy. An average religious person, and that's one of the problem. Sorry for touching you always. So, so you stop disturbing me. You know you are asking me what's the problem. It's much that I don't have time. And guess what? You are not even seeing it. If I ask you to make judgment now, you are good. <laughs> Why you said I'm still finding foothold? Very strong one. Something he cannot even do to unbelievers, he's doing to you. Then something is very wrong. Anyway, let me leave that. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world. Amen. That ye may what? If so be, ye have tested that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone is allowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. This scripture, when I was growing in God, this is one of my best scriptures. Eh? The reason is the man that taught us from this scripture, this verse, DP. Reverend David Oweli he, The name of the message Is part of the messages I listen to Countless times The name of the messages I know people can I'm not sure people can see it now It's very old That's where God began to shape us The name of the message is The making of the man God uses It was there he told us That when Solomon, when Solomon was building the temple All the noise And all the hammer all the chisel was outside. As soon as they bring you as a stone to building, there is no hammer head again. Are you getting the point? There is a stage we reach in God. If you don't deal with some certain things, you will carry it on. Anyway. The attention is from verse 5. He said, Ye also, say after me, ye also, as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. Are you seeing God's project? Number one is what? Say after me, number one is what? Number one is a spiritual house. Number two is an holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Are you seeing something? Say holy priesthood. Say after me, holy priesthood. <laughs> Let's reach maybe verse 9 so that you get the view well. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture Behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect precious And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded Unto, him, unto you therefore which believe he is precious But unto, unto them which 
be disobedient the stone which the builders disallowed the same is made the head of the corner and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumble at the world being disobedient whereunto also they were appointed now look at verse 9 he said but ye are what I'm not hearing you but ye are what one two number three let's address this holy nation did you notice something that God is looking for a nation the question you ask yourself is what does God mean by a nation okay let me ask you how many of you okay I have people that have studied social sciences here we are there now what is a nation? This is the person I should ask, is it not? Yes. Because she studied public administration and local government. That's her. She's an expert on this field. Find Mike for her so that her generation will hear her. Nana has aside. Can't spend how many years in UNN? I went to UNN also, defend also. We can use it. A nation is identified by specific characteristics. Okay. So one, Give us some. One, you should have a territory. Mm-hmm. Then, people. Mm-hmm. Um, government. Mm-hmm. And then, um, they should have um, absolute culture and then absolute uh, how do I say okay, sovereignty if I, yes. now, if I ask you a question now from this your definition is in my own opinion is false I want to ask you is a nation and a country the same thing eh? if you say they are the same raise your hand let's do let's do let's do class because some of you have forgotten what you study in the university let's do class is a nation and a country the same thing eh? if you said if you said yes nobody wants to raise your you people are this thing you started in primary school you have not stopped it they will ask questions and you will hide and say whoa <laughs> If you are saying yes, answer, you say yes. If you are saying no, answer, you say whoa. It's a lie. Which one, where are you? Yes or no? You can't be in the middle. <laughs> Is a nation and a country the same thing? Huh? No. Okay, find Mike. What's the difference? No, let's hear you on the mic. Hallelujah. One strong feature of a nation mm. is the language. Mm. Yes. And then a country can comprise of several nations. God bless this man. It's enough. You have started saying what I want to hear. Who are the people that said is the same thing? Raise your hand. Ah. Uh-uh. But you people are saying, whoa, at the back. Nigeria is a country. Nigeria is not a nation. 
Hmm? When for something to be a nation, there must be um, oneness in many things, not just one. One of them is language. How many languages do you have here? 300, the last count is 360 something in this country. Yes. If you go to South South in one state, you can have up to seven. This one you think, if you go to the North, you think all of them is speaking out. Is a lie. There is for four days. There is, name them. There are many. Are you getting the point? So Nigeria is a country of many nations. So what God is looking for is a nation. A nation, that is why when they want to identify this country in a scope of the agenda that they want to achieve as a corporate entity, they call this country a nation, but it's not really a nation. They will say a nation um, united in, how did they say it? Jesus. Unity, there are many things they say, even though it's not true. Hmm? So a nation have, just like he said, one language, culture. All of them is shooting in the same goal. Eh? They have one origin. Most times they have one father. Eh? Their source is from one place. So they can easily trace themselves to one place. Are you getting the point now? So I'm not actually saying that there can be a few tribes. Are you getting the point? For example, if you come to the nation of Israel, there are 12 tribes, but it's still one nation. Let me give you an example. If you come to Igbo land, it's Igbo national, but there are many tribes. You have to believe it. Because by the time you are getting to... Who will I ask? Where are you from? Huh? Where are you from? Ebony State. You can speak your language, right? Come and give him mic. <laughs> Is evil language, oh? Speak the simplest one. Okay, tell me to continue preaching. Gali who five is you see, this one is, is tongues. Meanwhile, meanwhile, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. As an evil man, you understand it. That's just the truth. You might not be able to speak it the way they are speaking their own, but once you hear it, you understand, you will know what the person is saying. Is it not true? I used to live with, we used to live where those people were when I was younger. So I can easily speak, understand their language. I even spoke a little. So when I was in secondary school, I entered um, just one. I now spoke my own Igbo. Even in this Anambra state, if you speak, they will know where you are from. You can easily know people from Ogidi. And those areas, yes. And there is a way they speak. Is it not true? If if I speak our own here, even you will be confused. 
So I went to secondary school and and I I I I, I told them I told somebody Sukelana. Do you know what it means? As soon as they heard it, they, they said, Be on one day we are be ever. <laughs> so here we call it Ohi, but generally you can call it Oshi. Are you getting the point? So, but others might not know. But as soon as you hear it, you know what the person is saying. To prove that we are one nation that is different tribes. That is what it means. So, but we assume in Nigeria that we are one country, but we are not shooting in one go. So, once we gather together, every man will begin to look for himself. He will say, You, you'll be doing this thing, you won't be defending your people, you won't be defending your people. See, let me say it so that you will hear. Huh? The only place we can find unity in this nation is in Christ. It's in the spirit. I, I tell you the truth in God. And I'm, I'm telling you in Christ. I'm not telling you in church. I'm not telling you in denomination. I've not reached to preach this message. I would have preached it. Because there are certain churches you will go. If you are not from a tribe, you can't rise. Even in church. Is it not true? That means we are in denomination. We are not yet in Christ. Because our rate of conformity to Christ is weak. If we can still identify diversity even in the church. Are you getting the point? If we can still do things on the basis of where we are and what we are in the natural. Then we have not yet found conformity in Christ. The, the, the weight of Christ poured in us even as believers is still very weak. So when we look at each other, we can still identify the man that is from many states. We can still identify Igbo man, Hausa man, Yoruba man, Kalaba man. We can still identify it in church. That means Christ has not been poured enough. When he's poured enough, we, you will stop seeing the man in the natural. You will see the man in Christ. And when you see the man in Christ, you will see you are one. So they spoke to Jesus. They said, your brothers are here seeking you. He said, no lie. These people with me, my brothers see let me tell you in case you don't know you have not heard me say it before you see these people sitting with me they are my brothers I don't know anybody except the person that is my brother in the flesh now becomes my brother in the spirit except that you are not my brother I don't know you as a matter of fact most of them is fighting what I am doing so I am not I don't know them I don't know you it's not my, I don't care you that is sitting with me here fasting with me, suffering with me then after some time I'll be looking for one, one of my brother which, which brother, where? I don't know anybody guess what? when you start, I'm telling you this thing when you start making inroad in ministry they will tell you, be wise be, be wise, be putting your people be, those people, once you hear that thing just know that the person is building a castle that once you hear this language, just know that that place is a tower of Babel. One day you will have a confusion of tongues. And that castle can never achieve God's agenda. You know why I'm saying this thing? Because we will be big one day. So that the words you speak, we hold you accountable.
there are some people that believe this thing I believed and they were acting on it, acting on it, acting on it. Only for the table to turn for them. And the people they were acting, you know, you see people from any, everywhere and you count it, my brothers, we are born again. And the table now turn and the person turn, uh-uh. you are even man. Oh. The same, are you getting the point? You are how some man. Oh. So those people decided that day to stop, stop acting on it. But you, you will you stop? This is a decision you make today. Let men see as Jesus. Our reward is not on earth. Sometimes we will have to lose many things in the natural for us to gain Christ. This message, I don't know how I drifted. It's a hard message. It's not a message for young people actually. He said, But here a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should shoot forth what? The praises of him that who had called you out of darkness into what? You can easily see here that there is a project in hand. Is it not true? There is a project. And the one that had that project is looking for a group of people. Remember where we read first. The scripture said that he had been made unto our God, kings and priests. And the scripture is now telling you here that um, God is not looking for individuals that are strong. Just as the old covenant has given to us. He is looking for a nation of that kind of men. Are you getting the point now? See, just like you pioneered the nation to do something, you are now having a nation that is purely priesthood. That is the only way that God can achieve his agenda. Are you getting the point now? So there is a nation that God is desirous of. Such a nation is those that have the capacity to show forth his praises. Such is the nation that have capacity to show forth his glory. Such is a nation that have the capacity to show forth his dominion. That nation is a nation of priests. Serve me, nation of priests. So every one person you see in that nation is a priest. Who are you? So when a man begins to think that ministry is for some people, that person has not understood why he was even born again. You are born again to become a priest. If you live your life correctly, you are doing priesthood. If the Holy Spirit expressed himself purely through your life, you are doing priesthood. And when you do priesthood long enough, what you begin to understand is that the dominion of God will begin to come. Are you with me? For example, if God tells you to pray for one hour in your family and you are praying, you are praying, praying. After some time, you say, add fasting. After some time, you say, look at that man. Go and buy a gift and give the man. Hmm? You will not understand that it's priesthood that you are doing. It is possible that in three generations past, God is using you to do deliverance for your family. Three generations past, eh, they sold your family. And the tokens of what was bought was given to the 
um, lineage of that man. So God told you, Oya, go and buy something and give him. Once I'm teaching you dynamics, I'm not supposed to go here. But once you buy that thing and give the man and he accepts, eh? God will tell you to make this kind of prayer on it. Once the person accepts, it is a natural thing, but in the spirit now, it is recorded as a transaction. So, the same demands of legalities that um, the debt that your generation is owing to that person, the demand that is being made, once you do that thing naturally, it is accorded as a spiritual sacrifice. Are you getting the point? So, as far as that thing is concerned, you have paid the price practically by priesthood. So, when a man begins to do priesthood, God will be showing you practical things to do. Huh? Are you getting the point? So, when you begin to do it, you will now begin to see the effulgence. Effulgence is a manifestation of the life, the dominion of God. Very soon, people will start noticing that there is something about you. The authors in your family will begin to weaken because you are there. If the authors in your family is that strong, why didn't they why did they not stop you from manifesting? Huh? If they are strong, why did they why didn't they stop you from going to school? And you now became the first person that went to school in your family. after me priesthood it's after me a nation of priests Jesus did an ultimate work it is not today that God tried to get this kind of people in fact every time God appears he's looking for a priest every time God appears he's looking for a group of people that will become priests unto him he is looking all the time, looking, looking, looking. As a matter of fact, the reason why they, why did, why did, are you getting the point? Why do we have the nation of Israel? The reason why we had the nation of Israel is that God is looking for priests. Let me show you, because let, let let's go to the source code. Um, Exodus. Exodus chapter 19 Exodus yes Exodus chapter 19 Verse 1 Give give William Mike Let him read for me In the third month When the children of Israel were gone forth out of is the your land. voice not clear? Find another person Small prayer you pray Your voice went Months when the children of Israel were yeah, gone forth. Say amen. 
Okay, continue. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai, and they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness, and there and there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus says, Thus said thou, Thus shalt thou say unto the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. 6. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. Wait, have you heard this place they are reading before? Have you heard it before? Where did you hear it? Where did you hear it? You have not heard it. Okay, let me ask. Because sometimes you assume. Have you heard this place you read before? Have you read, heard it? Where? That means, are you getting my point? This is not God's first attempt. Are you getting the point? God has been eternally making an attempt to conscript men into a new order. So this is not God's first attempt. God has been making attempts all the time. All the time. All the time. So even here, he said, if you will obey me and keep my commandments, you will become a peculiar treasure to me. Are you getting the point now? So God is looking for a separate people that he will use to accomplish his agenda. And he looked upon the children of Israel and decided that he will do that through them. Meanwhile, are you with me? Meanwhile, um, when he speaks to people like Moses, when he was sending Moses, he said, when you meet the children of Israel, tell them that the God of your father, who? The God of your father, who? The God of your father, who? That means... Is it not what he taught yesterday? The God of your father who? Wait. The God of your father who? So, what? why is God using Abraham? Why didn't God use, why did he use Jacob? Why didn't he use Esau? 
Huh? Why the God of Abraham? Why not the God of Nahor? Huh? Why Abraham? Huh? Why Abraham? You, you, you got it now. Increase the volume small. Why Abraham? Why is the origin of that nation traced to Abraham? Why? Who will help me? Who is intelligent? Let's clap for that lady. Clap. The reason why it is traced to Abraham is covenant. See, the agendas of God is covenant based. That is the only way he can propagate his agenda. I, I need you to know that in the realm of eternity, God's um, dealings is static. It can't change. Are you getting the point? But when you transcend into time, then there are variabilities that can enter. Are you getting to are you getting the point now? There are things that is in time that have the capacity to affect the outcome of God's agenda, including you. Are you getting the point? So God can expect you to become a certain kind of man according to his plan that is traveling from eternity. But when he appeared in time, he began to lay hands on you. He said, I want to sleep to one more hour. One more hour. Oh God, one more hour. I will start praying by three. Now, I'm not saying it so that you feel bad. I'm saying it because all of us have been there. Are you getting the point? Now, when a man begins to take that kind of decision in time, no matter what God wanted to do before he came to this world, that plan has been affected. Are you getting the point? Meanwhile, in, in eternity, God's plan is static. It doesn't change. But in time, there are variables that will begin to affect the outcome of God's agenda. Are you with me? So, because God knows that you have the capacity to change, and by that you're changing, His plans will be affected. Are you getting the point? So, He begins to do business with men on the basis of covenants. The scripture called Him the covenant-keeping God. So, there are many seasons when God would have turned His back on you and decide to use another man. He will look at the church, the way we see in the church, pastors sleep with their members. But yet he decided not to change his mind and turn his back on the church. Are you getting the point? Because the 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 um the contract that the chapter upon which we stand and do ministry for God is on the basis of covenant. So even if God wants to change his mind, covenant tied him to us. We are eternally his bride. So what he does, he said, I will not leave these people forever. I will chastise them and bring them back. Why? Say covenant. He knew that look at what the children of Israel did in the wilderness. Many times they said that Egypt was better. There are men that live like that. They said when they are in the world, they can go to party, they can do anything. They said we had cucumber in Egypt. And God was grieved in his heart. He told, he told Moses, step out of the way. Let me clear this nation and raise another nation from you. Because there are men that is stiff-necked. 
Moses looked at him and said, Have respect unto the covenant. <laughs> God told Abraham, He said, From your noise, I will raise a nation and I will make them to serve me. They, they might stay in Egypt for 400 years, but the time will come by my mighty hand, I will draw them out. When the scripture spoke about these matters, it was talking about the salvific experience that will come upon men as a result of the price that Jesus paid. So the men that are drawn out of Egypt are men that are drawn out of the world and sin and brought into a new realm of oppression in Christ where righteousness becomes their nature and the things that were there, tears of old, was forgotten. There are new men in Christ. The scripture said, For all things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Men that are counted as foreigners before are now brought into the commonwealth or the kingdom. Men that are not counted as anything, they became priests and kings unto our God. From then, they are equipped by this nature to offer sacrifices. God can build his mandate through them. God can build his agenda. Why? Say covenant. That's why God has not changed his mind towards you. Many times you have made mistakes. Some of you have touched all kinds of things. You have done all kinds of bad things. Yet God is still faithful. Yet God still wants to fulfill his agenda. He's still saying, Val, I called you. My mercy is still upon you. Why? The covenant. The covenant. Listen, listen why one of the heavenly ministries of the christ is his high priesthood are you getting the point ah, i don't want to overshoot myself there is a place we are going you see there are dimensions there are seven specific branches of the heavenly ministry of the christ are you with me now and one of it is his mediatory ministry and one of it is his high priesthood one of it is his intercession are you getting the point the mediatory is for men that is not yet in Christ. The intercessory is for the men that is already in Christ. Meanwhile, in context, the same thing is being done in the two. But one is for them that is not yet in Christ. The other is for them that is in Christ. Are you with me? It is when he stands as an intercessor, he understands your weaknesses. Are you getting the point? And he begins to legislate and draw resources to minister to your weaknesses according to his understanding because he has passed that motto the scripture spoke about him he said he is not the high priest that is not touched with the feeling of our infirmities because he was made like unto us and in many ways he was hungry and tested so that he will become a, a high priest that is modeled in such a way that he can bear your bodies when Jesus paid the price, he has to pay the price, understanding by experience what you really suffer as a man. So when people come and tell God that my own is too much, he can't understand it. He will know that your problem is insufficient understanding of priesthood. And in some cases, deficient engagement in priesthood. So because of the contract, the covenant based contract that God signed with Abraham he brought in a nation of priests are you getting the point the same way before God was able to bring in a nation of priests in the new covenant 
eh, in the new creation, in the new man, he has to sign a covenant first. And he signed it with Christ. That covenant was sealed with his blood. That was what I was trying to show you people in the book of Revelation. Did you see what I'm saying now? It was on the basis of that covenant, the charter. was sealed with his blood it is on that basis that you are not brought in as a priest after the same order the scripture said he became like us he was made like unto his brethren so that he will be able to bring them sir um, he became the captain of our salvation through sufferings so that on that account he can bring many sons unto glory are you getting the point now so eternally god has been looking for a kingdom of priests that was the agenda that was in his heart that was the basis of the creation of man so that are you getting the point now a certain man we appear upon the face of the earth and in them is a miniature of the nature of god and the office of god and the functions of god and the mandate of god are you getting the point when they appear they enforce the dictates the mandate the dominion the office the functions of god nothing is different that is what god desires the same thing he can do in a dimension in an attempt to achieve a certain purpose he will install you there and once you are there then those things cannot lack because he has found another man that is like him that can function like him that can accomplish things like him that can rule like him that can govern like him that can establish like him that can bring dominion like him a priesthood like unto him listen to me So God's plans was failing. Let me use that word because God's plans can't fail. Why? Correct. So all the time he's looking for man. The scripture will come and say, from the day of Enoch, that man began to call upon the name of the Lord. The scripture spoke. He said that none understand it so that he will seek God so anytime man begins to seek God God will use that opportunity to know God heavens begins to rejoice when they see men that seek God you don't know what it means for them that is why God holds you precious any man that aligns to God's purposes God's agenda and begin to seek God for God what you will notice is that heaven will not restrain anything from you because once again heaven has found an aperture in time through which they can forge their agenda once that man is standing whithersoever is your gate once you are standing there then the agenda of god concerning that realm can find expression because you are there are you getting the point now There is a reason we need to do this so that i will start feeling my wings you can't do this thing naturally you will fail 
because as we gained ascendance you notice things started happening things we are unlocked huh? what I was seeing in the spirit is gates being unlocked there is unlocking and I began to ask God what meaneth this God began to tell me there are many of you there are certain things and ordination about your life that stopped working many years ago 10 years ago meanwhile when you were younger you know that this is how God wanted to use you you are far removed from it there is a gate of mercy and God will unlock it and bring you back to alignment I'm, I'm feeling my wings now. And once I start feeling like this, then I'm no more normal. Anything can happen now. Anything. So expect anything. And I feel as if let me stop. Let me if I if I continue, this is how the thing works. If you continue describing what is in the realm of the spirit and what is happening, it will so it will overtake us. Let's let's strike one more point. Continue your reading. It is a bit. You see, we have found it. Even you, you are enjoying yourself. Uh-uh. What happened? Continue. And ye shall be unto me. Verse 6. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. And an holy nation. Mm-hmm. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Continue. And Moses came and called for the elders of the Follow, people. follow, follow where? If you remove your mind, you won't. There is one point you want to extract. You will miss it. Continue. And laid before them, before their faces, all these words mm-hmm. which, the, which the Lord hath commanded. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord had said had spoken will we do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words to the people. Of the Lord unto the Lord, told the words of the people unto the Lord, and the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes and be ready against the third day. For the third day, the Lord will come down in a sight in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai, and thou. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves, that ye go not up into, mount, into the mount, 
or touch the borders of it whosoever touches the mount shall be surely put to death 13 the shall not an hand touch it but he shall surely be stoned or, sh or shot through whether it be beast or man it shall not live when the trumpet sounded along long they shall come up to the mount and Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes and he said unto the people be ready against the third day come not at your come not at your wives and it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpets exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled and Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet the, with God and they stood at the nether part of the mount and, most, and Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke did you even read did, did you understand what is happening God gave these people an invitation letter You will like to have green card now to America, is it not? Yeah? Very good. So, this way you are fair. By the time you get there and you start speaking like them, my God, we will not recognize you in 10 years' time. So, this is what God is doing here. He is giving the children of Israel what? A green card. To be invited to have a one on one encounter with Him. Do you know what happened? When they now appeared on the mountain, the scripture now said, and they stood where? On the net. What is the nether part? Read it from another translation. Who has? Very fast. Uh, who has? Who has? Okay, continue reading since we we are all do you have? Okay, read. Read. Okay. So, this is the mountain. We now stood here. In fact, let me finish this story. Maybe if you have time, you can because of our time. People were invited to have a one-on-one -on -one encounter with God. And when God appeared, they said, Kai, God will stay there. In fact, at, at some point, they now told Moses, go and meet God. Whatever God tell you, come and tell us. Huh? They didn't know what they did. They didn't know how much they hurt God. Anytime men begin to raise another priesthood after that order, they don't know how much they hurt God and His plans. God has one agenda, and His agenda is to draw all men into the same reality. Huh? His agenda is to draw all men into the same reality. You know, initially Moses did not understand this thing. But when he matured in ministry, a time came and his father-in-law began to advise him. And the father-in-law said that the way you are doing ministry, you are going to die. Huh? And he called the certain people. 
the scripture said they called the elders unto him and when he was speaking to them certain of them two of them was not in the camp yet the same spirit that was on moses what came on them and you need to realize that moses is a type of the christ i hope you know do you know moses in fact moses is the clearest type of the christ moses is the clearest type of the christ moses is the clearest type of the christ such that almost all the dealings that god was giving to moses is a full representation of whom the coming christ is and a time came moses said a prophet like unto me with the lord raised unto his people it was then that he was testifying about the christ that is about to come are you getting the point so every time that jesus spoke and he wants to be correct in his context of his messianic agenda and his messianic ministry the reference point is moses are you getting the point so anytime jesus begins to speak lofty words and those men begin to think as if those jews begin to think as if there is something extra about the life of jesus the next questions the jew we ask him is show us a sign the sign they are talking about is not the sign of miracles the sign they are talking about was the sign that was on moses on that mount when moses came down from that mount because god called all of them but it was only moses that went when moses went to that mount he stayed there long enough the scripture said that moses wished not that his face shone so when jesus appeared they began to ask us show us a sign what they wanted was the face that shine jesus said yeah i'm gonna give you a sign but what i'm going to give you is not the sign of moses it's the sign of jonah he said for the son of man will be on the belly of the ground for three days and then he will arise and he said I will pull down this temple and after three days i will build it again it was then that we understand that the project is project priesthood that the contention is the contention of priesthood that there is an order of priesthood that is um defunct and ineffective and the agenda of the man christ coming upon the face of the earth to pay all the price that he paid and do all the things that he did is to restore a heavenly order of priesthood and bring men to the place where they will begin to function according to god's agenda for them are you getting the point now now when this scripture was unveiled it became clear eh, to god that once again the man of the flesh lacks the capacity to to see god face to face that the man of the flesh lacks the capacity to achieve god's agenda that the man of the flesh will see once god starts appearing in his glory the man of the flesh will run away it was then that is where the um, scripture that spoke that there is no flesh that can stand the presence of god was healed from it was from here because these men even though god's agenda is static is constant when they were called to come and participate they came in the flesh and when they were coming the presence of god opposed anything in the flesh so they can only stand from far they told the man moses to go when the man moses went he encountered god in a dimension such that eh, he hosted all the realities of god a time came when moses spoke it was god that spoke when moses acted it was god that acted all moses learned was priesthood are you getting the point 
are you are you getting meanwhile the call was on a nation where is the nation of priests the call was on a nation but it was only one man that appeared and that is what we see in many families in many churches the call was on a nation the call was on all but when men began to appear we see one or two and once one or two people begin to find their path in priesthood they make them pastor they ordain you pastor is it not true you are just living your life as god ordained it from eternity you had a desire and understanding to establish god's counsel upon the face of the earth and the understanding that came to you is that the only way to do it is to engage priesthood when you do it they give you a brand church the only way men in this our realm that is tied to time and bound by mortality that sees only from the mundane that cannot travel into eternity and begin to understand God's eternal purposes the only way they describe a man that is serious with priesthood is to give you a title give you a position give you a church to pastor they didn't know that the only way that God's plan can transcend from eternity into time is to find a chamber of priesthood in the heart of a man the scripture said it was the Holy Ghost speaking to the mouth of Paul. He said, Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. It was then that we begin to understand that the Spirit of God finds in a man that is born again a house, a temple where priesthood will be going on. Then sacrifices, altars burning with fire. And as long as that altar burns upon the heart of men, man can be a conduit a house a temple and then the importance of god's glory we hit the earth once again when moses engaged god he became a glory carrier holy fire born upon my altar within me spirit you take over holy fire turn upon my altar we will not stop at the mountain we will not stop at the miracles we will, uh, we will not stop at the outer courts a generation of arisen that have vowed to accomplish the things is the desire of God when Moses matured in his ministry and Eldad and Meldad was outside the camp prophesying and certain men came to him they said that there are certain of the people that is outside the camp he said I have a desire why are you jealous of me my desire is that all those men be prophets it was the desire of Moses that was accomplished when the Holy Ghost came from Zion he said when Jesus came and the Spirit was born on the day of Pentecost, the scripture said, Let this be known to you that the same Jesus that was crucified as a result of his death and resurrection have become the Lord and the Christ. He said, The way we know is the Spirit that was brought forth. The advent of the Spirit in the heart of the believer has made the believer the home of the Holy Ghost have made the believer the house of God have made the believer the temple of the spirit that means sacrifices can be offered that means priesthood can go on 
I become a priest. Unto my God, I offer incense. I offer sacrifice. I rebuild the altars that are broken. I yield my members as a holy place, as a holy house, as a holy temple where the Holy Ghost can live, where the Holy Ghost can, can propagate his agenda. We are that nation, the nation of priests. The mandate of God, we once again find expression. You that man, really man. Pray. What I see in the spirit is that 
to you now. He's being given to you now. Incense. 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 In the next two minutes. Incense. Incense. a little more, a little more, just a little, yokes are falling off, yokes are falling off, my priesthood yokes are broken, the scripture says that the yokes will be taken off your neck, because of fatness, because of fatness, Shadi Sesela. For you, much incense, much incense, because the result will come. Much incense. Close your eyes, take your hand, put it on your head. I saw yokes breaking in the spirit. I saw yokes breaking in the spirit. I saw yokes breaking. 
I saw somebody that has fetters on his legs. He's breaking. He's breaking. I saw yokes breaking. I saw yokes breaking. I saw yokes breaking. I saw yokes breaking. Sickness is going. Yokes breaking. Sickness is going. Yokes breaking. Sickness is going. Yokes breaking. 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 Listen to me, listen. Close your eyes. If I if I say Jesus, you shout Amen at the top of your voice. I will say it seven times. And then God will rush people in great power and bring deliverances and effect healings, effect freedoms. In Jesus' mighty name. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. That's it. That's it. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. mighty name break now break 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 one more time in Jesus mighty name He's breaking now. He's breaking. He's breaking. He's breaking. He's breaking. Holy Ghost. 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 Break. 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 Break, 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 break.